This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Have you ever stopped to wonder what exactly success means to you? Is it money, fame, power, all of the above or none at all? I'm Dashran Johan and this is Redefining Success, a show where we speak to passionate people from various fields about their lives, what makes them tick and what the word success means to them. On the show with me today is Vanisa Vasantanathan, a fashion model. Vanisa walked the runway of Milan Fashion Week back in March. Welcome to the show, Vanisa. How do you define success? When you think of the word success, what does it mean to you? Thank you so much for having me. For me, I think... Um it's when you feel fulfilled, your heart, your mind and soul fulfilled. I think that's what defines success. Like personally, for me, when I, you know, as I, you know, went for Milan Fashion Week, I did mm-hmm. so many other campaigns like internationally and all. And um, when someone approached me and said that, um, thank you for doing this for all of us mm-hmm. and uh, for representing us. And, um, you know, you are an inspiration and um, or even the parents will come and tell me like, you know, I have a daughter or son like you and, uh, you know, grow up. I want them to be like you, be as confident as you. Um, and when they say that and that's when I feel like, OK, I'm I, you know, like I have achieved my goals. And um, so for me, that's what defines success. Like when your heart and mind and soul is fulfilled with a certain thing that whatever that you're doing. Tell me, Vanisa, about two points in your life. Mm-hmm. When did you fall in love with modeling as a craft? <laughs> and the other point in life, when did you realize this could be your career? Actually, growing up, I had um like I had an interest in like um these fashion shows and uh whatever fashion programs. Like I first I watched uh American Next Top Model mm-hmm. first season. So I think I was around like nine or 10 years old. And that's when actually I knew about like a real, uh, I've been, uh, about modeling uh, industry. So I used to watch all of that. And, you know, like my dad used to buy a lot of magazines and, you know, I used to see all the models, you know, uh, featured in the magazine. Mm-hmm. So I had the interest, but I didn't really thought about making it as a career mm-hmm. when I was uh, when I was young or even when I was a teenager. So, but, uh, I don't know. It's just somehow it just happened. Like mm-hmm. when I was in college, um, like one of the senior uh, student from uh, the fashion designer, uh, she's a fashion designer. So right. she approached me in a lift. So I was in a lift and she just came and she just approached me and told me like, uh, asked me if I can be her model for a final year project. Right. And um, so I didn't, I told her like, I don't have any experience and she said, um, you know, it's a very easy job. You don't have to do nothing much and all. So you don't need any experience. So I say, okay, fine, let's just do it. And when I did, uh, you know, so they have like a presentation uh, for their final year project. And, right. you know, I just have to wear the outfit and, you know, show to the lecturer. And after the presentation, she asked me like if I want to walk for her show because they will have like a final year students uh, fashion shows. Mm-hmm. So I said, like, uh, I don't know anything about <laughs> fashion shows or I never really had an experience in walking on runway. So she said it's very small and, uh, you know, it's just among the lecturers and students. So you don't have to worry much. So I said, 
okay, let's just try. And uh, so that's when I actually met uh, Makeup Artist. And um, so everyone actually thought that I'm not a local. So right. when they were talking in Malay and, uh, you know, when I laughed, they are like, hey, you're local. And I'm like, yeah, I'm Indian. <laughs> I'm Malaysian. And then they were like, they were all laughing. oh my God, you don't even look like Malaysian and all this stuff. And uh, so the makeup artist actually like approached me and asked for my number. And he said like, I know I have a photographer friend, uh, you know, he's doing a lot of like test shoots and all this stuff. And do you want to be a part of it and all? So first I, I was like, mm, I don't want to give my number to a stranger, but I was like, why not? Right. Like, Mm-hmm. just grab an opportunity i don't know if that's going to work for me or not but i just i always had this mindset like whatever it is let's just try so you know if you don't try you never know whether it's going to work for you or not so and uh, yeah and then after that like i met the photographer we did uh, you know quite a number of uh, photo shoots together and um, after that like actually a lot of uh, my friends um, and even my lecturer in college, they helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they had uh, Cal Fashion Week uh, 2015 casting, they actually sent me that casting details to you know ask me to go for the casting. So I went and I got selected and I uh, did my first Fashion Week. And uh, that's how, and the rest is history. Like that's how people got to know me. And right. they, you know, like when I went for the casting itself, like they asked me like, where were you all this while and all this stuff? And I was like, uh, I was just here. <laughs> it's just that I didn't knew that, you know, Malaysia, uh, in Malaysia, like the fashion industry was growing and all this. Uh, so that's how I actually I started my journey. And, um, and when I was uh, doing modeling, you know, I was doing a lot of campaigns, right. uh, magazine shoots and all. And first, I actually didn't want to do it full time, but when I started to get a lot of uh, opportunities and, you know, I felt like growing up, I didn't see anyone who looks like me. So I don't have mm-hmm. the confidence in me. Like I, I used to hate my skin color and I even asked my parents, right. like, why am I, uh, you know, like dark skin and all. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to change that. So when I joined modeling uh, back, I think eight years ago, eight right. years ago, and um, I felt like this is what I want to do. Like, you know, if uh, I'm not going to sit here and complain about like why people are not giving me a chance or opportunities and all, like I want to go and grab the opportunities. I want to look for opportunities. And I wanted to change the perspective towards uh, dark skin people. So, and I felt like I want to do this full time so that I can fully focus on it. I want to give my 100%. So, and I actually, I uh, spoke to my parents when I decided that, okay, um, you know, modeling has, modeling has changed my life and uh, I wanted to do this full time. And I actually sat and spoke to my parents about it and they were very supportive. So I told them exactly what is it all about. And I think my parents also, they also have, uh, you know, watched me growing up looking at, uh, you know, like all these models and mm-hmm. um, even like watching American Next Normal. So they, uh, they also will sit and watch with me. So they, some sort of know what is modeling is all about right and uh, so they were very supportive and they said yeah you do it and i told them like i want to do i want to do this full time and they were very supportive so they agreed and uh, yeah then after that my journey just began right i think since we were young like my parents of course like all the parents they want us to uh, you know be successful have a yeah. you know a stable income and all this stuff 
so they actually thought that i'm going to be a teacher or what <laughs> because <laughs> that's what i wanted to be like a teacher right. or even because i love cooking so i wanted to uh, get into culinary arts and i wanted to be a chef a lot of things after that like everything just changed when i started modeling and my parents they are very very um, open minded about it and they don't they won't say no to even to my siblings like they won't say no to our dreams and uh, goals they just they will be just be there and support like even if we even like you know during pandemic like, i was not really working much mm-hmm. and uh, even then my parents didn't ask me to like go and find for job and uh, you see what happened and now you can't go for work no they didn't say any of that and uh, you know like even financially um, sometimes like my dad actually helped me so it was it was a roller coaster like even like during pandemic like i went through a lot mm-hmm. but still my parents were there they were there and they supported me so they nev- never said anything like or uh, even when my relatives they you know my relative or uh, they have told that uh, you know why not you just go and find for a proper job and all even then my parents they voice out and they said like if this is what you want to do this is what you're going to do everyone actually will they will ask me like how are your parents like okay with it and all like sometimes i think we should just talk to our parents we should explain to them right and uh, you know um let them know what we are doing you have to know like if you're not you you're not doing anything wrong and uh, you know you are earning money from a good way now you walked the runway at Milan Fashion Week which is yes. an amazing accomplishment. Yeah. How did it come about and what was that experience like? So I actually uh so right after uh it it happened this year so right after even during uh last year MCO period I had right. like um like few castings with agency abroad and uh, one of the agency was uh the agency from Milan So I had few other agency interviews like London, Berlin and everywhere and uh, they liked me and I signed. This year, this year I think in about in uh, February it was very last minute plan and they just told me like you know uh, the fashion week is going to happen. It will be a great opportunity for you to come there right. and uh, you know and go for the castings and all. I was like it was too soon <laughs> and but I was like and I told my parents that you know i have to go milan and they were like right. oh okay uh so let's plan and they were like <laughs> even they were like they already started to tell my relative and friends say oh vanessa is going italy vanessa is going italy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's like it was um yeah so it, it, it just happened like very last minute just uh, right i think two weeks before they told me and uh, i just had to plan everything and then i went there i was there for almost 3 months and uh, during the fashion week uh, we had like i had a lot of castings to go to attend and uh, before i was uh, you know selected for the show right so for me it's like um, you know probably a lot of people would have thought like uh, i would have worked for like big big brands like gucci or dolce and gabbana and stuff but it's not that easy to get into that because you're competing with a lot of people there and the competition is really really high in uh, uk but for me like i able to do like two shows in milan fashion week and to be in a milan fashion week itself like i was really really proud of myself and like i felt like i finally walked for one of the biggest uh, you know fashion events and um, but at the same time i also like, i was feel 
a bit nervous, but uh, I think I was very confident in myself as this is what, this is what, um, this was the dream I was working towards. So right. when I started my modeling career, like I always, always wanted to go to Europe and try mm-hmm. uh, modeling. And this was like a first step to my big dreams. And um, yeah, so it was, it was very, it was a great experience to work for Milan Fashion Week. Vanessa, how did it make you feel, um, you know, walking the runway, standing <laughs> there, you know, in Europe, one of the biggest, yeah. most important fashion weeks in the, uh, you know, fashion runways in the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, with clam- cameras clicking at you and you're there not just as a Malaysian, but yeah. as a dark-skinned Malaysian Indian who yeah. growing up couldn't find any, you know, looking on the screen, you mm-hmm. know, there was no one that looked like you. Yeah, yeah. How did that make you feel? <laughs> Just now when I said that, you know, when you asked me to define like what is success for me and when I was there, I felt like I have, uh, you know, achieved my dreams and it's, it's, a, it's a feeling that I can't express. Like, it's just like, I felt like I have fulfilled my dreams, but of course, like I have a lot of things to do after this, but I felt like this is my, you know, first step towards my dreams, like working towards my dreams. So it was, it's. It's I, I can't I can't express the feeling, but it was a great, great, great experience. Like opportunity that I will never forget. Like I, I really don't know how to uh, say like put it in words, but uh, yeah. It is yeah. huge, and I imagine it must have been, you know, an overwhelming yes. experience. Yes, yes, yes. On the show with me today is Vanisa Vasandanathan. She's a fashion model. After the break, I ask her how she measures growth. We'll be back with more on Redefining Success, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Redefining Success. I'm Darshan Johan and on the show with me today is Vaniza Vasandhanathan. She's a fashion model. So, Vaniza, you're now in a position, right, where you model, you know, in, in prominent fashion weeks on the global stage you have model for international brands um you know and on the outside right it it looks glamorous and it is of course um yeah but sometimes people have this tendency to to sort of write off models in the sense oh yeah okay this model easy job you know that kind of thing talk to mm-hmm. me about your journey prior to being able to reach the point where you are right now how much effort did you have to put how much did you have to go through? How much did you have to strive to reach the point where you are right now? Okay. Um, actually, like, um, so when I started modeling, like even for me, I mm-hmm. thought it's going to be a very easy job. Right. Okay. But when I get into the real modeling scene and it really like, see, if you are in modeling industry, right, you right. have to be very, very strong mm-hmm. mentally physically and emotionally because there will be a point where you will feel like oh I want to give up modeling and like uh, there are so many times I felt like I think I should just stop modeling and you know find a proper job and you know stable income maybe I should focus on that but you know like every time when I think about that I will get a you know like I will get a sign or like the universe will try to tell me like no this is what you born for this is what you have to do and I will get 
like a uh, for example like that's when i got a sephora the sephora campaign the sephora right. asia campaign and uh, you know before that i was re- i was really really at my lowest i was thinking like this is not going to work out for me and uh, because a lot of things will happen like you know a lot of rejection you have to go through it's not easy and um, you know especially like you know some people will reject you face to face it's it's really mm-hmm. a lot of a lot to take in mm-hmm. so i think a lot of people don't understand that they just think that um, you know you just go and you or you don't have to go for casting you don't have to go for anything you just people just select you and you know especially when you go to another country you're just another model like they don't care what you have achieved here or even like if even if you are a face of sephora they don't care even if i walk for milan fashion week i don't care if i go to another country i'm going to be the new face right and i have i like every time i will feel like i'm starting my modeling career from um the beginning mm. so it's always like that and uh, for example i can tell you my experience when i was in china right so i did uh, china fashion week uh, in 2018 mm-hmm. so i went there twice for fashion week so i was there for a month and every day in a month like i will have casting and uh, there's no like uh, you know sometimes you know we will have casting like here we will have casting like in the morning evening and after that like you know they will have like from okay 9 to 6 for example and after that they won't have but there in china is not like that mm-hmm. and uh, even when i was about to sleep they will message me or call me and there's like what like 1 a.m. 2 a.m. they will call me and ask for or, um ask me to go for a casting and really? i have to go yes and wow. you can't even sleep in peace because you know that a for sure someone will going to call you to go for a casting and uh, you know like 1 a.m. 2 a.m. and once you are there you have to wait there for your turn till 5 a.m. 6 a.m. I'll be there when it's like dark and when I'm out is the sun is already out wow so and uh, you know then the next day you have to go for another casting so it it's just it was that like keep repeating the same routine right. for a month and uh, So I know how to speak and I understand Chinese because right. I went to Chinese school uh, right. when I was in uh, mm-hmm. primary school. So when I was there I could understand what they are saying. So it really really hurts me when they say that oh I don't want this black skin. I do you know I'm not right. interested in you know right in front of you but they will be speaking in Chinese but of course I understand. So you away from your family and away from friends and uh, with everything that going on like emotionally it really really affected me. Yeah. and uh, so and it was very 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 tiring and also like when i was uh, doing the shows like the fashion week so it was a five day show and every day the call time was at 5 am and you have to go there and you can't be late you can't be late if you are late they will scream on your face in front of everybody so you have to go there at 5 am get your makeup and makeup and hair done and do rehearsals change and uh, after everything finished right it would be almost like 12 1 am because they will be doing after show they will be doing another rehearsal for the next day shows and all so you have i will be go, i will be going back home like 2 am and sometimes the whole day i won't eat they won't provide food if the designers are not providing food then you won't get food so there are times like i love to eat <laughs> but when i was there i was literally eating nothing so i have to starve myself i was just drinking water and once you're back home you'll be so tired you won't have the energy to cook mm-hmm. so i will just sleep i will just sleep up because you have to wake up again at 4 a.m. to go for your 5 a.m. call time all right yeah. so yeah so it was very very exhausting 
like yeah. physically i was so tired my leg was hurting my back was hurting i just couldn't wait to come back so this is one of the experience that i went through mm-hmm. so if let's say if you're not mentally what I, why i'm saying that if you're not mentally strong right you can't go through all this right absolutely right even yeah even when when i was in mila it's the same thing like when, because i have to go for castings and all and people will reject you in front of you and you have to compete with all the new faces like there will be like a queue like of 300 400 models for the casting and you have to compete with them you have to compete with the supermodels because all these big brands they will have their favorite models so right. so you can't compete with them and uh, so all this was happening like even when i was in milan i was you know uh, i was really breaking down and i was crying and after every casting like i would cry because like i sometimes you feel like okay i'm you know confident about myself you can say that you're confident about yourself i am who i am i'm happy with my body and all but when i'm there like i can't just stop comparing myself with other models because they're skinnier mm. than me you know they have like a you know uh, skinnier legs and also i right. felt like oh, i'm too big for this mm. market so a lot of things like yeah. all this uh, yeah so all these things like you have to nobody can help you you have to go through by yourself and um, of course like you need to sometimes you have you know you have to like talk with your friends or family i don't really share things with my family because i don't want them to worry about me right. but usually i talk to my friends and i tell them how i feel and um, of course they will say a few things but end of the day it's you against you so you have yeah. to come out from it this yeah. is just like i think i would say like a 10% <laughs> from what i went through <laughs> throughout yeah. this year journey yeah and it sounds grueling indeed right and you brought up yeah. something about the challenges you uh, faced specifically because of your skin color um in when you were you know in china i'm wondering how it how is it you know in other countries whether it's in europe in in malaysia <laughs> as well actually when i was in malaysia no Okay. I would say no because I told that you know modeling career changed my life. Right. So here they were they actually like appreciate my skin color and you know they you know gave me a lot of opportunities shoots and all this stuff but when I was away uh, like when I was doing modeling internationally so it depends actually like in Europe market like it's they are very open minded. So they are they are you know there are a lot of Indian models there as well that yep. doing uh well in modeling scene and also like chinese malays and also like i know few of my friends who are doing well in europe mm-hmm. and uh, you know all the black models they are doing well but in china it was different because when i was there i was the only dark skin model there were no black skin model when i right. went there and uh, because the agency actually they wanted they wanted uh, uh someone different like they they don't they didn't want like chinese model because mm. of course in china they have so many chinese models right so they wanted like someone different so when um this agency they approached me and so everything was like by myself like of course they uh, they provided the accommodation but i have to pay for my own flight and expenses on my own so i actually thought about it a lot but then i was like if i don't grab this opportunity i probably won't get it again so i just went and um, yeah so that was the only agency that uh, you know brought a dark skin model to china uh, right the china fashion week so 
And everybody, actually most of the designers loved me and I did so many shows. Mm. And uh, even the agency told me that even their models, they don't really get so many shows to do. Right. Uh, and uh, when the next year, uh, the next year when I went there for the fashion week, I saw the other models, uh, I, I mean, sorry, I mean uh, the other agency, right. they brought in black models so I was like a trendsetter. <laughs> so they saw they saw how uh, you know uh, well I was work, working. So and then they started even the other agency they started to bring in like taxi models and all. Right. So yeah, it all depends. Like, uh, but for me, I felt like I mean, even if even if I you know go to China, if if let's say if I don't get any jobs, I really don't mind. I don't. I won't regret it because I know that at least I tried. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's what's important for me. Yeah. You yeah. talked about, you know, how grueling things can get in the modeling scene, yeah. um, the sleepless mm-hmm. nights and all of that. Yeah. When you're going through all of that, right, mm-hmm. what drives you to keep doing what you're doing? What drives you to continue to, you know, wake up day in, day out with few hours of sleep or no sleep at all and do it? And, and instead of saying, you know, this is ridiculous, um, I probably... Yeah. <laughs> can you know do something else that is a little bit less mentally straining in that sense um have you thought about that i mean of course i have thought about it like mm-hmm. so many times but you know like I've, like especially when i was i think uh when i was in china that was the first time like because i have done shows in mumbai as well so right. there it was completely different and uh, but in china it was very very difficult and i think first time i was experiencing um that kind of uh, experience and all so but yeah like it it, it was definitely uh, like tiring and all this stuff but <clears throat> but for me right like when I started modeling I want it's not about fame it's not about getting famous it's not about getting followers likes mm-hmm. it's not about that I just for me I wanted to change the perspective to a dark skin and I wanted to do it not only for me but for those who look like me right so i wanted to be an inspiration i wanted to be the role model to everyone who wants to be a model or even even if they want to pursue in any other uh, you know career like because i think uh, even if you want to be a teacher or even doctor or actor or singer sometimes when you you are not feeling confident about yourself you won't do it yeah. You won't take up the career. You you will you will feel like, okay, I want to be uh, in somewhere uh, safer and uh, you know like in a box. I just want to be there and you know, in front of a desktop or something like that. I want to just work uh, quietly and leave or you know. So they don't take up the challenge. They won't go beyond all of that. So for me, I wanted to change that. So it was not whatever that I achieved the success. Everything is not only for me, it's for the people who look like me. And I always, always wanted to do this for all the dark-skinned people out there. So I think that's what really, really drives me to, because I have the passion to visit. And uh, so it's like the flames just doesn't (laughs) go off. So I just felt like, even if I'm tired, even if I'm exhausted, I feel like, no, I have to do this. It's not because this is my dream. This is my, this is what I want to do. And uh, I think if you love something, right? Like if you love your job, you won't give up that Mm -hmm. easy. 
Like yeah. even if you want to give up, you it, it was just it's only for that second you will feel like oh I want to give up this job. But the next day, if 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 after that one second, if someone approached me and said that <laughs> oh you, uh, <laughs> you know we want to book for you, book you for shows or yeah. shoot, I will definitely do it no matter how tiring it is. Were there points in your past eight years of modeling where you had to either work part-time or work in the corporate sector or, or things like that to be able to sustain um, this passion of yours? Or were you able to sort of get into it full-time from the start and be able to sustain yourself that way? Actually, from the beginning itself, I could do it. Like, I didn't... Because before that, like, when I was in school or college, like, Yes, I did some part-time jobs and all. But when I get into modeling, I was fully focused on it. And I didn't really do any other things besides modeling. Mm. Like, I, I know people think like, how are you even sustaining, you know? But yeah, but it, it for me, it's uh, never about becoming rich or what. But even if I could just sustain myself and, you know, to have a happy life because I'm doing what I love. Yeah. So I have the peace in my life. Uh, so I never really had to do any other part-time job. But um, but here and there, like because I have a friend who has a production company and so I usually, you know, try to help uh, uh, in that, like, you know, uh, like social media manager right. or mm-hmm. s- some other stuff that also regarding my this career. Mm-hmm. So some sort of, yeah. So I do that, but uh, no, I never really have done any part-time jobs when I was doing modeling. What does it take to be a successful model in Malaysia? Uh, uh, okay, a lot of people actually told that, you know, I'm very successful and I'm, you know, top model and not, but I don't see myself there yet. Right. And uh, I think I still have long way to go. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, but of course, like, as I say, I'm really, really proud of my achievements. Like, uh, because like, see, I have, uh, I have set my goals and I have set my mind that, okay, like I will definitely go London one day and I want to do modeling there. It was right at the beginning itself. Like I already fixed my mind that, okay, I want to do this. And um, I probably, I will be going to London anytime soon. and uh, but the Milan Fashion Week happened, of course, at first. But it's like as I say, it was the first step to move towards my goal. Right. So I'm definitely proud of myself and uh, to see myself out there. And you know, when people are getting inspired from me, and wherever I go, like uh, I won't say that I'm successful or famous because not many people actually recognize me. Mm-hmm. But even when I'm in a crowd and one or two people come and tell me, like you know, I'm thanks for inspiring us. Thanks for doing what you're doing. That actually makes me like, okay, I have succeeded something in my life, in my modeling career. No, you said something interesting, right? That you don't consider yourself like this big, um, very successful model (laughs) yet. What would you consider uh, to you a successful model is? Like what would uh, that level be in which you will say, okay, now I have achieved a level of success uh, in modeling? I think I have, uh, I still have a lot of things like I want to do, I want to achieve. Mm. So I have not 
done so many things like i want to work for like big big brands right um and uh, you know i want to work for big big brands in uh, in europe i want to one day i want to work with all the supermodels mm-hmm. hopefully and uh, i think that's when i felt like i have like uh, 100% achieved in my modeling career mm-hmm. that's when i think i will say that okay i am successful now and of course when i earn a lot of money <laughs> then <laughs> then i will be like okay yeah absolutely yeah. um how do you measure growth vanisa and how much does money factor into the way you measure your personal growth i think you have to set your you know like um personal growth means like uh you like for me right so as i say i have um my goals right? right so you have to set a goals and you have to work towards it mm-hmm. so and uh, you know you either write it down or you keep in your mind like for me i i don't really write things down but i have in my mind so with my passion and all like i try to you know uh get into it i try to work for it so <clears throat> i think that's how i will do that like that's how you will you know uh measure your growth and uh, even like as i said you have to set a goal for yourself right. and work towards it yeah right okay before we wrap this conversation up onisa what does it feel like waking up every day knowing that you're doing something that you love for a living it feels amazing like to be honest like to it feels amazing like you don't have to like you know i have i think i have so many people even around me feels like oh why i like they have to wake up and you know go to work uh, you know to do nine to five jobs and you know most i think most of the people out there they are very frustrated with their life mm-hmm. and but they don't have any other choice because they have to you know as i said they need a stable income because to live here in malaysia in kl it's not very cheap so they need a stable income and all this stuff but but end of the day it's also about your mental health it's about the peace in your life it's about um what makes you happy right so i for me i felt like what's the point of earning so much of money but you're not happy with what you're doing mm-hmm. so you're just going to earn money get old and die one day <laughs> so why don't you do what you love to do and even if you're not a millionaire or not you know earning a millions of uh, you know money or what but if you're still happy then i think it's fine so for me i've never regretted my decision to you know be a model full time mm-hmm. and uh end of the day i'm doing what i love so i'm really really happy about it and also i'm also indian classical dancer and uh, i love to dance so i'm doing that as well so basically i'm doing both things that i loved the most in my life so i'm really really happy about it that's great to hear and on that note yeah. thank you so much for joining me today thank you so much for having me that was vaniza vasandanathan who's a model if you missed any part of our conversation you can check us out on podcast we are available on the bfm app bfm.my or pretty much wherever you get your podcast from i'm dashan yohan and this has been redefining success bfm 89.9
Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.